All right, how we doing, everybody? It is 10, 18, 19. I'm your host, Will Reddington, and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. The Parlay Pals are back. Austin Bickett and Dylan Bickler here to preview this weekend's college football and NFL action. We're going to give our best bets and break down this weekend's biggest storylines. Before we get started, our show is brought to you by O'Shea's Irish Pub. Stop in Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 for the new happy hour. $5 starters and $1 off any adult Beverage. All right, let's get it going. All right, guys, the Parlay <laughs> Pals, we're back. It's great to see you all. It has been a while. College football week eight. Austin, what do people need to watch this weekend? Game of the day is probably Penn State-Michigan game. I don't really think it's going to be that entertaining of a game. The over is 46, probably low scoring. The spread's uh, Penn State by 8 or 9, depending on where you look. But, uh, yeah, I like Penn State in this game. I just don't think Michigan can score. But that's uh, the game of the day. Not really a lot of good games this weekend. Really, really slow week. Jim Harbaugh needs to prove something this weekend. This is a great opportunity to get some respect back. Dylan, what do you like as game of the week? I, mean, I think you could go Penn State, Michigan, Arizona State, Utah, or Oregon and Washington, all ranked matchups. None of them really excite me, though. I don't really think any of them are going to be too entertaining. I think the most entertaining game of the week is going to be Baylor at Oklahoma State. Baylor's one of the quiet, undefeated teams in the country. Finally cracked into the top 25 last week, and Oklahoma State is in need of a huge bounce-back win. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to come down to the last possession of the game, but I like Oklahoma State to bounce back in a pretty exciting game there. Yeah, common opponent recently. Baylor just won at Texas Tech, and then Oklahoma State, we we all kind of liked them against Texas Tech, and Texas Tech beat them. Mm -hmm. So it'll definitely be interesting. It sucks that these are the games that we're talking about for sure. I do think Washington-Oregon is going to be a pretty decent game. Interested to see whether Washington's going to be a 9-3 style team or 7-5, 6-6. And it's always fun to watch that Oregon quarterback, Justin Herbert, in a big-time spot. This is a slow week, like you all said, and I think the game of the week is a game where an unstoppable force meets an immovable object, and that's Clemson versus Louisville Cardinals on Saturday. So we have Clemson minus 24. They've won 15 of 16 by 14-plus. It's not great. It's actually historical what they're doing. They beat Louisville by... 61 last season. Didn't feel great. The over-under was 70. They scored 77 by themselves. Dylan, what do you see here? Oh, man. It's a tough one. I think. I mean, I think UofL can score on Clemson, but like when I say score on them, I mean like 20. Like I don't, I don't think we're going to put up 40 points. Oh, late. 20 would be great. Yeah, I mean, I think 20 would be awesome. Like the coolest thing in the world for me would be if obviously we won, but realistically, I just want to see us go up 7 0. 7 And just see how it is. I've talked to 10 different Louisville fans around the area this week, and that's the common dream is just to have that brief moment where we feel like we have a chance. Yeah. It'd be great. I mean, they're the most talented team in the country, in my opinion. Maybe they haven't played like it recently, but they looked like they woke up against Florida State. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think that we should try to make Trevor Lawrence beat us. I think we should try to make him throw it down the field. Um, of all of like the big-name quarterbacks in college football, he's the lowest percentage of completion down the field. Um, he's thrown three interceptions going down the field of you know 15 or more yards. So I know how good Travis Etienne is. Like They can run the ball on us if they want, but 
I think you got to make them throw it. They can definitely run the ball on us, Dylan. They had five guys in the game last year, average over 14 yards a carry. They had three guys I mean, rush for over 100 yards. It was brutal, but we got to leave last year behind. And this it's, team yeah, has. and I was listening to uh, Stanford Steve and the Bear, and they talked about U of L and Wake Forest, and they basically said U of L should be allowed to completely wipe last year out of the record books. Wouldn't that be cool? And nobody should ever remember it because it's it was such a fluke. What happened? The coaches completely gave up. The kids obviously gave up as well. So I don't take anything from last year, yeah, really. The, seriously, the, uh, the effort has never been lacking this season. The enthusiasm seems to be there at all times. Austin, what do you see from this matchup? Ah, uh, yeah, basically what you guys said. It looks like Clemson found something last week against FSU that they've kind of been lacking um, all year. That's kind of not great timing for you guys, but. It'd be interesting to see if they roll that over into Cardinal Stadium, but I do think that Louisville is also going to be able to score some points. I think that spread's uh, pretty accurate about, I think it's about what on. it's going to be. Yeah, I, I think that if Louisville covers this weekend, I'll be very satisfied, and I'll admit to myself that we are for real, and that's a weird thing to say because that means we're just going to lose by less than 24. But you guys, I actually found a few ways that the Cards can win this game straight up. Would you like to hear them? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so uh, three ways. Uh, okay. One, Divine intervention. Help from God. Crazier things have happened in sports. South Carolina won at Georgia Saturday as a 27-point underdog. We have a better chance than they did, they say. Reason number two, travel issues, random hurricanes or blizzards. This, you know, the game possibly getting canceled. You know, We won't end up with a win, but we also won't end up with a loss. That happens. Teams from Florida constantly play 11-game seasons because of natural disasters. I don't want that to happen here. Okay, I'm saying maybe more near them. Uh, reason number three, Dabo Sweeney says something extremely problematic that causes the locker room to revolt, and they lose half to most of their players. It has to like be all like starters and second string. We need to get down to the walk-ons. Yeah, not impossible. Uh, very unlikely to happen, but those are my three ways we can win this matchup. Also, the first one, I mean, Sweeney is the man of God, if you haven't heard any of his interviews. Oh, yeah. Know? No way that that number one happens because he's right up there with, with God and Jesus. Oh, so. Give me a break. Let me count <laughs> on God for a little bit. Austin, the Cats have a huge spread Saturday as well. Plus 25 between the hedges at Georgia. What are you seeing here? Uh, like I said, for Louisville being in a bad spot with Clemson finding it last week, this is about the worst spot of probably any team in college football this week. Kentucky gets rewarded for winning a must-win game at home, running some gimmick offense by getting to go between the hedges. They make it a night game. No clue why, but they did. Night Slow game. week? I guess. Night game at Georgia, and they're coming off a loss. I mean, Georgia has to win every game handily to impress the playoff committee from here on out if they want any chance to get in the in one of the playoff spots and I, I don't see Kentucky scoring at all if they go in and run that same offense that they just ran against Arkansas they had to break out all the tricks just to get past that Arkansas team there's nothing else we can add in there and this Georgia defense is uh, just a little better than that I think both our teams are in for a uh, long game Saturday you're probably right the blueprint for Georgia to make the college football playoff is not exactly dead though they still have a great chance of getting to that SEC title game and playing an Alabama or LSU and if they were to get that win and they were to beat Florida along the way it's not out of the realm to think they could get there I don't know I just think that Clemson is way better than Georgia, but Louisville's at home. It, it's really interesting that both right, are. Louisville, Louisville has the noon game factor. Maybe Clemson's not all the way up. Clemson went off last week, exact opposite for Georgia. It's a night game. They played their worst game in probably a few years last week. Not a great spot for the Cats. Yeah, Georgia looked really vulnerable. 
on Saturday. They just lost the game outright. And as we talked about pre-podcast, South Carolina didn't even play that great. Yeah, I mean, South Carolina did not score a point in the second half or the first overtime. And they <sighs> won outright as 20-plus point underdogs. That's insane to even think about. You really don't see it. From through that from through that pick six right before half, and I mean, that was pretty much all the scoring from South Carolina until double overtime they got a field goal. It was such a weird game. You'd have to think that those circumstances may not have ever even happened before with the lack of scoring, at least in this decade, when you think about an underdog by that many points. Dylan, what are you seeing from the Cats and the Dogs? Maybe I'm crazy. I just don't think Georgia's as good as what people are saying they are. I don't really like Jake Fromm as much as other people. They haven't stretched the field at all. They only beat Vandy by 24 earlier in the season, and, I mean, Vandy is terrible. And their offense looked horrible against South Carolina. I just don't think that it's like a bit as big of a bounce back as what people are saying. I think Kentucky has a better chance of keeping it close just because I don't think Georgia's going to really score that much on them. So that's my next question here. Huge local spreads. Which team legitimately has a better chance to cover the spread, the Cards or the Cats? I think it's Kentucky. But I got the Cards. So well, Cards right, fans saying Kentucky, Kentucky fans saying the Cards. Yep, completely contrary. I mean, my, my thing is I just – I don't see Kentucky scoring more than 10 points just because I watched our entire offense last week and we had a couple big plays against Arkansas. There's We're not going to be able to do that. And my thing is the complete opposite. I don't think that Clemson's going to score under 55 points. I, mean, either, I don't think so either. But I think, <laughs> so, I think the Cards will be able to score a little bit, I'm much hoping. more than Kentucky. I and would go can, with. The Cards have the home field factor, the noon factor, the same stuff we just talked about. I just – Honestly, I don't think either of these teams cover, but if I had to pick one, I'd pick the Cards. I would go with the Cards too. They're at home – I don't know. That's really my only reason. This is going to be a long weekend. But if a few of these crazy things happen, we might just get the win. All right, three picks apiece. Who wants to get first. us started? Okay, go ahead, Dylan. I just said Clemson's going to score less more than 55, so that only makes sense that we're going to cards over 61. Okay. I think, uh, like I said earlier, I think UofL can get a couple touchdowns, maybe three touchdowns on a good day, maybe a field goal, and then all you need is Clemson to put up over 40, and you got it easy. Um, unless something wild happens, I just can't see this not hitting. Really love that pick. We had, as Kyle Perry said on Red Talk the other day, complete basketball score in the Louisville-Wake Forest game. Whoever had the ball last was going to win. It ended up being the case. Took an onside kick uh, kind of recovery to make that happen. <laughs> I see this definitely going over. I love that pick. Austin, what do you have? Uh, the cards over 61 was my first pick as well. All right, well, we better be right here. Basically, the um, same reasons the last two cards games ended with 121 points and 80 points. Decent offense, not a lot of defense going on. Last year, this game ended at 93. I don't think it'll get that high, but 60 seems too low. Uh, so I guess I'll go with my second pick since that was my first pick as well. I got Oklahoma State, minus three, minus three and a half, whatever it is. Home against Baylor. I think this might be a trap game for some people. Baylor undefeated. They got that ranking next to them. But uh, they have kind of been lucky to survive a couple mm-hmm. other games. They lost, They won in overtime against Texas Tech, double overtime last week against Texas Tech. They probably should have lost that game. And then earlier in the year, they blew a 21-point lead to Iowa State and had to hit a field goal at the buzzer to win that game. I know we were all in Oklahoma State a couple weeks ago, and that didn't work out. And we're going to do it against, again. Yeah, also against Texas Tech. But them at home, I think their offense is just a little too high-powered. I think this is the week that Baylor goes and down. The thing is with Baylor is it's not like the Baylor teams that we've seen in the past. Definitely. Like, you know, they're scoring 50 points a game. Like, that's not how this team plays. It's a lot more of a slow pace, QB runs. You know, it's just not the same at all. So, I don't know if they're going to be able to score with Oklahoma State. That's the only thing. I know I said that it could be like a high high scoring game, and that's only because I don't really respect the Oklahoma State defense, but – 
it just depends on which Baylor team shows up, really. If I had to lean one way, it would be Oklahoma State, but I mean, I think it could be a close game, but there's also a chance that Oklahoma State just lights up the scoreboard. Yeah, Oklahoma State seems to be one of those teams that's always really tough at home. It's, it seems to have been that way this entire decade. Trap games like crazy being played there. I like that pick. I think Oklahoma State will win outright on Saturday. Uh, I'm going to start with Boston College plus three and a half at noon Saturday. They host NC State. The Wolfpack beat them by five last year at NC State. The NC State offense has been anemic this year, scoring 16 and 13 against ACC opponents. Boston College was really close to winning at Wake and at Louisville. I think that they figure this one out at home. I'm going to go with Boston College plus three and a half here. I like that. I like that. I mean, NC State can't really, they don't really throw the ball down the field. And I mean, we kind of showed that's the way to roll. So yeah, I could see that for sure. Syracuse, that NC State-Syracuse game was just brutal. I left that game thinking, I don't like either of these teams. No. That's when I kind of flipped to my my thoughts on UofL season, and I was like, you know what, we can actually make Yeah, because we play both those teams. Syracuse is horrible. Yeah, we're a lot different than we were last year. We would agree there. And I think these teams are too. We're not paying as close of attention to them, but there's just not these familiar names that you've seen at quarterback for these teams, and their scoring production shows that drastically. Uh, second pick, what do we got here? I'm going to go with another over. Um, LSU-Mississippi State over 61.5. So LSU alone is averaging 52.5 points a game, and they give up 21. The yeah, reason best offense that, ever, I know. The reason they give up 21 is because they score so quick. Yeah. I think that's what it is, really. Um, two outliers on their schedule that really bring that this defensive scoring down is Georgia Southern, 3 and Utah State six. Outside of that, I mean, they've they've gave they've given up some points. Definitely. It's just they outscore everybody. Yeah, Vandy put thirty eight up on them. Yeah, and I mean, you got to think Mississippi State's offense is better than Vandy's. Maybe. What did they just score against Tennessee though? Yeah, I know. But what what, what was that exact number? I think it's was it ten, thirteen, something like that. But like like I said, I just think that LSU scores so quick that their defense is on the field for so long, and like it's not what happened with U of L, but. Your defense eventually gives out and gets tired and gives up some big plays and gives up some points. But, hell, man, I mean, LSU could score 61 by themselves on Mississippi State if they really wanted to. So, I think it's a good play. I'm with you. Okay. Austin, what do you like next? Uh, my next pick, don't love it, but I really don't like a lot out there. I got Florida minus 5.5 out South Carolina. So, I've been tough on Florida all year. Called them frauds every week since the Kentucky game when they got so lucky to get out of there with a win. Looked pretty good last week, though. Yeah, they did. They, they looked good. They looked much better in Death Valley at night than I thought they would. It was really a back and forth the whole game. It kind of felt like whoever had the ball last was going to win. And then Trask made that one inter- that one uh, mistake, the interception in the end zone. And it was kind of all issue from that point forward. But I think this line is just skewed so much from South Carolina winning in Georgia. Totally agree. And like we just, like we just said, South Carolina didn't even play – good in Georgia really and they got out of there with a win somehow it'd be different if South Carolina just went in there and played a great game and all that um, I'm pretty sure South Carolina's on their third string quarterback now and I, I just don't expect them to put up a lot of points on this Florida team and I think Florida gets a bounce back win here by at least a touchdown with how talented that front seven is from Florida and if South Carolina does have to go with that third string quarterback it's a completely run based offense it's very similar to what UK was running South Carolina's fan base is going to be rocking. In the yeah, middle. if South Carolina wins this game, they have a legitimate chance to rep the SEC East because they already beat Georgia and they would have just beat Florida. Ew, I don't even want to hear that. Yeah, that, that, that would wrong. be the worst case scenario for us enjoying good football. I would love to watch LSU play South Carolina in the SEC Championship, though. I'm going to go with a similar spread in the same conference. I have Texas A&M minus 6.5 at Ole Miss. A&M has played one of the toughest schedules in college football. 
already played Alabama, Clemson. I think they're going to be relieved to see the Ole Miss Rebels on Saturday. Ole Miss is three and four. Their three wins are against Southeastern Louisiana, Arkansas, and Vanderbilt. Those two are the worst teams in the SEC. If this is under a touchdown on the spread, I'll take Texas A&M. I don't care where it is. Texas A&M minus six and a half. When I saw Texas A&M play against Auburn, it completely turned me off yeah. of, of Texas A&M. I just had no interest in watching them anymore. It was a horrible game to watch. But then again, Ole Miss doesn't seem like they're too uh, too shabby either. Another <laughs> really good team that Texas A&M has played, though. I just think it says something. It, you know, If you're playing high school football around here and you play Trinity and St. X and Mayo all in a row and then you play Shawnee, you're probably going to be up for that one. You're going to be feeling good. You're going to think, I'm not going to get hurt today. We're probably right. going to win by a lot. So I'm I'm taking Texas A&M. Last pick. Anybody got anything? So I've uh, officially started to believe that Vandy is the worst Power 5 team in the country. Oh, you're not going to take Missouri minus 21. <laughs> oh, right? I'm taking Missouri minus 21 Ooh. right here. Um, I just think Missouri's offense started to heat up a little bit. Vandy is going the complete opposite way. I mean, they scored 10 points on a pathetic UNLV team. Yeah, where they were favored by 16. I mean, what was up with yeah. that? Easiest bet of the day. I mean, they got Thanks for killed. letting me know. And I mean, <laughs> like I guess I know 21 is a lot, but like I think Missouri's running them off the field. I think it's going to be very embarrassing for Vandy. All right, Missouri minus 21. I, I don't know. I don't I don't like that one. I just don't think Missouri should be fair by 21 on the road against anybody. I, I mean, Vandy is – pathetic not a good team for sure Did, so what was the score of the unlv game 34 to 10 it was yeah something like 34 to 10 yeah. unlv covered 21 yeah. and they, they are not as good UNLV as Missouri. Were, <laughs> that's a good point unlv reverse covered reverse they were, they were plus cover. 16 and a half Austin, do you have a last pick, or did you already give all three um, years? All mine. Cards over 61, Oak State minus three, and Florida minus five and a half. All right, as you said, Austin, really don't like the board this weekend. Not a lot out there. So my last pick for the people – the Astros, next time Garrett Cole pitches. Uh, sorry, everybody. This could be Saturday or Monday, whenever it is, take him. He's on a historic run right now with this playoff pitching, and not just the Yankees, nobody can hit this guy. He's got a 0.40 ERA in the playoffs. The Astros haven't lost when he started in their last 17 attempts. That's pretty crazy. This guy's a superhero. He's either going to pitch game five or game six. Whenever they roll him back out there, take the Astros. So you you just make a podcast and then you can just make your own rules. Is that how that it goes? That seems to be what it is. Um, yeah, uh, that is exactly what's going on. And I honestly feel more confident about that one than anything else that we've said maybe so far in the history of this era. Let's switch to the NFL. What are your all's favorite storylines going into this week? I think it's the NFC East is is going to kind of be de- not determined, but we're going to see who's got a real stranglehold on it. It's we got NFC East Championship Part One. Yeah, pretty Sunday much. Night. You got the Eagles and the Cowboys on Sunday night. Winner of that should, like I said, have a stronghold on the NFC East. Both teams coming off some pretty bad losses to say the least. So it's going to be interesting to see how uh, each team responds. Personally, I guess I like the Eagles over the Cowboys. Nah, but I have like, no opinion on this game. But like, how can you pick some, pick one of yeah, those teams right now? Yeah. Something's got to give though. One of them has to win on Sunday night. Tie. Tie. Draw. That would be insane. If you uh, call the draw, that'd be cool. Yeah. My storyline's kind of similar. It's just a must must win week for some teams that we kind of thought were contenders a few weeks ago. Cowboys at home versus the Eagles. They have to win that game at home because you know they're probably going to end up splitting this series. Usually do. And then the Rams as well at Atlanta. That's a game you have to win, especially how Atlanta has been just free-falling the last few weeks. And I think it's a must-win for a couple other reasons. I think if Atlanta loses that game, their coach is out. 
And I think if the Cowboys lose that game, Jason Garrett is finally done. I don't know. I don't think they'll ever fire him. I think yeah. he's got a lifetime contract. It seems that way because he's been there forever and he has not been great. I think he probably has some dirt on Jerry Jones. He's, he knows yeah. something yeah. and they just can't fire him. It's Yeah, I, I don't know about that actually because the Cowboys don't seem like the team that would make a move in the middle of the year, especially when they'd still only be one game back. But, I mean, there's just a ton of Cowboys fans out there and – Every game, all I see on Twitter is just fire Jason Garrett and yeah. worst coach of all time. And really negative. Stupid pictures of his face and his teammates or his team just walking past him. Ignoring he's him. trying to get high five. Your respect there. Doesn't, it seems like he's a cliche term, lost the locker room. and yeah, they, The Cowboys need a win probably more than anybody in the NFL right now. Yeah, the offensive coordinator genius Kellen Moore is not looking as good yeah. these days. They had a easy start to their schedule. Yeah, crazy when you don't, you're not playing the Redskins and the Dolphins and – yeah, although that was a great game. I guess you got to save this one for me. Thanks. It has to be what the Rams are doing, period. This is my team. This is a team that started a very promising 3-0. and Now 3-3. Three and three. And it's been a big week for the Rams outside of football games as well. On Monday, starting corner, Aqib Tlaib goes to the IR. A couple days later, they trade the other starting corner, Marcus Peters, to the Ravens. I'm not thrilled. I'm actually goes far to say I'm really pissed off. A few hours later, the Rams trade 2020 and 2021 first-round picks to the Jags for the world's top corner, Jalen Ramsey. What are y'all's thoughts on the Rams? What are they doing here? I mean, they pretty much just decided, let's go all in. Again? Right now. How many times can one this team like do this? This is like the third time they've gone all in. I mean, they they have no first-round draft picks for, for quite a while. And they haven't had one since yeah, 2016. Be, by the time y'all have one, unless you trade I for just, one, it'll be like six years without a first-round pick. I guess, yeah. I guess I get it. They have all the talent right now on their roster, and like it's not going to stick because it's impossible to afford all those people. But like... I'm I'm the type of guy that thinks the best way to build a team is through the draft, and it can kind of save you money too with those rookie deals. Definitely. I mean, like think like the Giants, terrible example, but like they have Saquon Barkley for nothing. Daniel right Jones now. as well too, right? You know, it, it, yeah, lower than what they're going to get paid when they get their next contract. Right. For sure. So I mean, I, I'm not sure how it's going to go, but it's I mean, it's going to be uh, interesting to see. That's for sure. It's always fun. There's a lot of personalities. You know, a lot of NBA teams do this. They kind of throw the whole draft thing out and they get rid of their picks and they build as solid of a team as they can. And I think the Rams are trying to do something similar. I would have liked this move a lot more a few weeks ago. And it just sucks because you think about that Greg Sirline field goal that just missed by an inch. This whole thing's a lot different if the Rams are four and two. What worries me most about this whole situation, though, is that Jalen Ramsey doesn't have a new contract yet. So what if we get really burned by this thing and he just ends up leaving? Because he does seem like a highly volatile dude. I mean, what if this just doesn't work out? Yeah, I mean, that's a risk you got to take when you go all in. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, a few years ago, the Broncos went all in and it paid off with the Super Bowl. But you've seen how it's been for our team the past couple of years. I mean, I would take the Super Bowl in a couple of bad years, but we have four people left on that Super Bowl team. And that was only four years ago that we won it. And one of them's the kicker, so... It's a big risk for sure, but if it pays off with the Super Bowl, then you can't be mad at it. And I think this has a lot to do with that golf contract, 130 mil. And Doesn't look great. Just signed Gurley, too. I mean, these guys are locked up for a while, and there's not a lot of money out there. I mean, you kind of have to get people through trades. You can't, you're not going to be able to sign any big names anytime soon. Yeah, this is fair. I like the move for the Rams. I just want us to have a better shot at winning each week, and I guess that gives us that for the immediate future. They'll move Nikhil Roby Coleman, who's one of the league's best nickelbacks, to a starting corner spot, I guess. This is still a really good defense, and you know I'm kind of a Jags guy on the low, so now we have three Jags first-round picks on the roster, Dante Fowler, Jalen Ramsey, and Blake Bortles in the city, so you never know what's going to happen. 
I like Goff. I don't want him to get hurt. I don't want anything bad to happen to him. But I would like to see one week him go out and Bortles lead us to the promised land. That would be that would be awesome. incredible. Can you imagine how I personally would feel? Yeah. It'd be I can, cool. I can imagine. It would be like everything good in my life all coming together at once. This is a huge prove-it week for the Louisville quarterbacks. Teddy is going to Chicago to play the Monsters of the Midway. They're coming off a bye week. And Lamar's going into Seattle for the first time. Take on Russell Wilson. What are y'all seeing from these? I, I mean, I don't think the Bears are going to be able to score on the Saints, personally. Yeah, Trubisky um, is iffy for this one. He says his shoulder's feeling 100%. He may play. Well, I, I still don't really like Trubisky. I don't think he's any good. Yeah, he's better than Chase Daniel, though. Yeah, I, I really I mean, think that. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, but the Saints offense, they weren't exactly explosive last week Yeah, they scored 13. <laughs> um, I mean, if Kamara sits out. Yeah, I could see the Saints struggling pretty big, um, and Teddy's going to have to step up and stretch the field, which he did. Um, he has before this season, so it's just, I don't know. It's it's going to be such a tough game. That's going to be a brutal one to watch, personally, in yeah, my opinion. Teddy's 4-0, undefeated, but who could ever imagine a Saints over-under at 38? I mean, it just it doesn't feel right. No. I'd probably take the under if I had to pick one of that. Too. It's, hard, it's hard to see those teams getting to 38 together. Yeah. But 38 is so low. I mean, that might be the lowest for the weekend, and the Saints are involved. What a world. Yeah, it's really wild to think about that um, a couple weeks ago. Looking at the other game, um, I mean, I'm on record saying I think the Ravens are frauds. I think they've been – the hype from that first game against the Dolphins was just out of control for no reason at all, and they haven't been impressive since that game at all. They could have easily lost that game to the Cardinals in Week 2. They lost to the Chiefs, and the final score wasn't nearly as close as the game was in the third and fourth quarter. And they have that 15-point loss to the Browns. Win over the Steelers because Juju fumbled the ball. They were about to be in field goal range. Steelers yep. probably win that game, too. And then they just had a less than impressive win over the winless Bengals, too. And now they, like you said, they have a chance to prove that their next two games are at Seattle and then at home against the Patriots. And I think it's we're about to learn who the Ravens really are, and I personally don't think they're very good. I think the Ravens legitimately can lose the next two weeks, though, and still win this division. I, yeah, it's not, it's not do or die, must win. I just – because that division's gonna probably gonna come down to the last couple weeks with the Browns and Ravens and maybe even the Steelers if they can win a couple more games in a row. They have the Dolphins in prime time next week, so and that Steelers defense is legit, dude. It, oh yeah, now you're saying that, huh? They're Steelers. They are legit. They've been legit. I just was wondering if now you're gonna say it. whatever. Like I said, we we're down to our third left tackle, so yeah, they had some pass rush on us, so. Second week in a row, we were down 14-0 early. So. Yeah, not great. Ended up being 21. Not not awesome. Not awesome for those of us that thought the Chargers were going to win. I mean, you called me at halftime said, I haven't watched one second of this game. Is this score right? You, yeah. could, you couldn't believe I it. I was very confused. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, that's, that's I told me. you guys that it was going to be a blood – not a bloodbath, but, like, it was going to be a war. Yeah, and if it, you guys wouldn't have started – like your tweet, if you guys wouldn't have started down 21 nothing, you probably would have won. And you also tweeted – who are we going to take first overall in the draft? <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, it should I'm be hoping for that offensive tackle from Georgia. He looks pretty strong. Yeah, <laughs> one overall. I'm sure you'll take that offensive tackle from Georgia first overall. But that takes us into the picks. I want to stay on that game you just talked about, Austin. I'm going to take the Seahawks minus three for a lot of the reasons that you just gave. What they've done recently is just far more impressive than what the Ravens have been doing. Seahawks five and one. Their last two wins come against the Rams as a one point favorite and at Cleveland with a similar spread. You already said what the Ravens have been up to recently. Bengals by six, Steelers by three. I do think the Ravens are good. I just think this is a game they lose. When you look at all these other divisions, combined records in the AFC, you see 11 and 10, 11 and 12, 12 and 11, and then you look at that AFC North, and they are combined 8 and 16. 
as a division. It's the worst division in the AFC. I think the winner is going to be 9-7, and 8-8. Eight and eight. And even if the Ravens lose to the Seahawks this weekend and the Patriots the week after, they still have a really good chance of getting to that spot. Still like the Ravens to win the AFC North, but I do like the Seahawks this Sunday. Give me the Seahawks minus three. I'm sticking on that game, um, but I'm going to go with the over in that game. I think that Seattle's going to be able to score on them. I think Russell Wilson's playing at a level that really no other quarterback is right totally now. Totally agree. And if we look at that Ravens secondary, it's really struggled. And they mm-hmm. add Marcus Peters to that. Marcus Peters, I was mad when he got traded. You texted me about it. I was not happy. And then it all made sense when we saw the Ramsey stuff. But Marcus Peters had a huge interception in the end zone against the 49ers this past yep. weekend. The guy can play, but how quickly can someone just be thrown into something right. and be immediately effective? Right. And I mean, I think I think the Ravens can score on them too, honestly. I mean, Seattle's given up right around 30 points the oh, past yeah. two weeks. So I think that 49 is a low number. I mean, it's not low for the NFL. No, but it's the second highest over under of the weekend, but I agree with you. For those two teams, I mean, I think they can get over 49. Okay, over 49, Austin. First pick, I'm going up to Cincinnati. Jaguars minus three at the Bengals. Okay. I mean, not really. I'm on it, too. Not really a lot to say. The Bengals are horrible. The Ravens are 31st in yards allowed per play. The Bengals Bengals put up 250 yards of offense on them. Seven of their points came on a kick return. I mean, this is a must-win game for the Jaguars to have any chance to stay in contention in the AFC South. And the Bengals look like they're in full tank mode. I mean, if the Bengals beat me, just it's whatever. Like, I have the same I lost. thing here. That's my second pick. Jags minus three. Dylan, you're on it as well, so I'll let oh, you give okay, your reasons so next. Everyone, give everyone take the Bengals immediately. <laughs> I just no, I don't, don't think we should do that. I don't. I just don't think the Bengals are going to be able to put it together. Like they're obviously really struggling. I don't think they're going to be able to score on the Jaguars. And I mean, Fournette's going to run for 150 plus. Yeah, and they're going to be one. able to stretch the field too with Chark and Westbrook. So. There's no reason they shouldn't be able to Tell me that. one position the Bengals are better than the Jags at. I mean, I mean slot receiver with Tyler Boyd. That's it. Yeah, Tyler Boyd's their <laughs> number it. one receiver. But he plays in the slot a lot. So I'm, I'm taking DJ Chark there. But, yeah, until this burns me, if there's an NFL team with less than a field goal spread either way against Cincinnati, give me the other team. I'll take the Jags. I, don't get me wrong. I do think the Bengals can and will win a game this season. Don't think it's Sunday, though. Jags minus three. Yeah, they're not going 0-16, but they should go 0-7. Oh, they play the, they play the Dolphins, right? Yeah, it can be good. Yes. Uh, they play Dolphins week 15, or week 16, 15th game of the year. And if we have two 0 for teams in that game, we, we have to go. We have to. Right, I'll yeah. go. Yeah, we have to go. We in, have to cover that game. It's in Cincy. We should, I would say we should. Is it really it. in Cincinnati? I'm pretty sure it's in Cincy. Yeah, let's go. I think we should go if it's I in would Miami, say we should. if it's in Cincinnati, <laughs> we're in there. I should say we should rent out the entire stadium, but we'll probably be the only people there anyway. No, I'm so. sure they'll pay us. Actually, that'll be a that'll be going. the that'll be the two of bowl. Like both those teams are trying to be actively lose. Yeah, if, it's one of those weird like late NBA 0 and 15, games between 0 and the Cavs and yeah. the Suns. Whoever wins, that game might end, loses. That game might end zero zero in a tie. Like neither of those teams are going to want to win that game. Those games are classic. We say that now, but there's just no way we're going to not sit at Roosters to go do that. Uh, if they are over, I'm in there. Okay, if you guys are in, you know I mean, I'm always They'll probably to go pay somewhere. us to go to that game. Yeah, which I could use. <laughs> yeah, I could use the money to yeah. watch some football. Okay, so we might do that. We'll stay tuned. If one of them wins before that, though, we're out. Next pick, what do we got? I like the 49ers to uh, keep it rolling this week. Ugh. They're minus 10. It's a lot of points, but, I mean, realistically, the Redskins should have lost to the Dolphins. They really could have. Kenny on Drake drops a screen pass. I don't know if he would have got in, but, I mean, they were two yards from beating the Redskins. 
The 49ers running game is incredible. I don't think the Redskins will be able to stop that, and I know for sure they are not scoring on that 49ers defense. So 49ers get 11 points. You're going to win that bet. Okay. They might. I mean, <laughs> the Redskins yeah. will get three, that was a I guess. Ridiculous. That Terry McLaurin dude's kind of been balling. But – are they going to have enough time to drop back and let them run her out? Like, that's another thing you got to look at. I watched I 60 I just, minutes of the Niners this past weekend, and my answer to you would be probably not. Yeah. If I was a gambling man, that would be my, uh, that'll probably be my big one. If I was a gambling man, I would say that the Redskins starting quarterback is going to score more fantasy points than Jared Goff did against the Niners this past weekend. Which was what, 1.5? No, it was exactly one. One. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I like Keenum over one a lot. Yeah, uh, I, I, like, I think it's a good pick. At least Bobby Trees got in the end zone on a run. Yeah. It looked, I, <laughs> that was early in the game. I have him on the bench zero, this weekend. Zero catches, zero yards. Yeah, well, we, Dylan, it's not just him, man. Nobody's catching anything and nobody's getting any yards. <laughs> There's a unwritten rule, though, in fantasy football this year that if anyone on your team is going up against the Falcons, you play them. Yeah, yeah see, I know that's I know that's a thing. Okay, I'll put him in. I, I, if anybody deserves like him to score very little against the Falcons, it's me. Because, yeah. I've said a lot of stuff. Yeah. Awesome. What do you like last? Really gross, but taking the the Dolphins plus 17. I don't think the Bills score enough points to be favored by 17 over anybody. Fitzmagic is playing, which is the only reason I really like this. I probably wouldn't bet it if Rosen was playing. He's probably going to make some bad decisions. He always does, but he's also probably going to make some good plays that Rosen can't or even won't attempt to make down the field. The Bills are in there all red. Does that change your thoughts at all? No. They are at home, too. I expect the Bills to win and win easily, but 17 is just too much for me with the Bills offense that really doesn't put up a lot of points. I know their defense is probably going to dominate, but, I mean, what were the Patriots favored by the Dolphins over, like 16 and a half, 17? I know that was earlier in the year before. I think it was 21. Okay, yeah. They were uh, – somebody was favored by 17 over the Dol- – oh, it was the Cow – I don't know. No, the Cowboys favored by 20-plus, too. Either way, I like the Dolphins, plus 17. Yeah, I can't bring myself to take the Dolphins. The Dolphins did not win last week. They probably won't ever win, but they did cover the spread. Hard to see them getting back-to-back against the spread victories. i tell you what, though. If somebody made me pick this game, forced me to, I would take the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, how can you lay 17 with the Bills? You can't. My last pick here, I have the Texans plus one. I think the Texans are for real. I think the Colts are pretty good, too. This is a pivotal game in the AFC South, though. The Jags and the Titans are basically out or on their way out. I think this is Houston's division, and even in Indy, I I mean, the Colts shut down the Chiefs receiving core last time out, but don't forget that Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill didn't play. DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller are going to play. Hopkins is really due for a big game. They just put that sweet ESPN article out oh, about yeah. him and his mom one of the better things you'll read give me Deshaun Watson over Jacoby Brissett here Texans plus one yeah I, li- I like the Texans a lot in that game too it's um, it's kind of weird that the Colts are favored I know it's in Indy and the Colts are coming off a bye and they just beat the Chiefs but I mean the Texans just look so good I just yeah I mean I like Texans too yeah they you could see the Colts doing some damage maybe winning this game but uh, I don't know I have to take the Texans there if you're just picking a winner yeah I for sure can't feel good about taking the Colts also, you know, give me the Jets plus nine and a half. Just because. Yeah, just I don't yeah, just give me the Jets plus nine and a half. I saw a few like um big handicappers on Twitter saying that was like uh the play this week. The Jets plus nine and a half. They put it at ten, but they were like, Don't be surprised when the Jets cover ten against the Pats on Monday night. I thought they looked way better, but also not necessarily against the Cowboys. They had a few big plays where yeah, they had a ninety two yard touchdown. Yeah. Like. So the yeah, the Cowboys electing to go for that down seven three from like fourth and three or something. They don't get it. And should have been seven six. If they kick the field goal in the next play, it's fourteen three. I mean that's 
about as big of a swing as you can get. A 92-yard yeah. pass play, the next play. Robbie Anderson, kind of back. Good player. When Not he's a good Dar- guy. Not a good guy, good but player. he's kind of back. And he's got Darnold out there. Yeah, Darnold uh, looks better than Luke Falk. I'd go as far to say so. Uh, is there anything you all like <laughs> they, to talk to they me literally about? You know, you know who Luke else Falk. is back? Practice full today? The Chargers kicker, the Money Badger. He's been out for seven weeks with a groin injury. And we've missed a handful of field goals. So, Titans, Chargers, probably biggest game of my life. You versus Jake in the back Me versus Jake, back Mason room Ramsey. at Roosters. Mason Ramsey on the mic for the national anthem. And he's, he's back against the wall for the Chargers. Must win. We don't have any offensive linemen. Us three are going out there. I'm not going interior lineman. Uh, I would like to go, though, because he tweeted the Chargers and said, if you ain't got no giddy up, then giddy out my way. I mean, he added them. Yeah. We it like is a Here's, I'm all another, here's another thing. Mason Ramsey can kiss <laughs> to be honest. Dude, he's like 10. What's wrong with you? I mean, he's talking shit. He's talking <laughs> shit, man. He's 10. I don't care. He's 10, and the Titans scored zero last week. And if, we, sco- if, if we win, if we win, guess who's the first person to tweet him? Hopefully not you. You're this, a grown person. This guy right here. <laughs> You're going to jail if you tweet him. <laughs> you should go to jail. You can't act like we didn't have some good times at Old Town Road Remix. I'm not with you there. I don't like anybody in this game, but I am going to take the Titans just because of that tweet. Dude, no. Stop. Yes. I hate when you bet the Titans yes. on the Roosters. Please so take the Titans. Because that means we're going to win. You just scream at Jake the whole time, and he just can't believe it that you're in his ear. <laughs> Did 41? Is it getting to 41? I am who I am. I'm going to do what I do. Okay. You guys think that game will get to 41 total points? I mean, we just held them to zero. No, I don't, Dylan. <laughs> Tannehill. But Tannehill is out there. Tannehill's been known to win some big games. Battle of the 17s yeah. out there. And we are not scoring. Well, what big games is Who's Tannehill? the best quarterback in that game? I mean, Rivers. Okay. Rivers. Right. I mean, it's not even really close. All right. <laughs> like, yeah. all right. I'm just asking a question. I don't have an opinion. Is there anything you all would like to talk to me about? No, not really. I thought I had something, but I don't. Okay. Is there anything you'd like to talk to us about? What are we What are we doing this weekend? Oh, maybe we can hang out. I would be down. Well, I mean, I'll be probably on the field after we beat Clemson. Okay. Well, so I'll I, be on the field until about probably five. I can't go that. to Louisville Clemson. I have something to do, but I'm coming home after that, and then we're going to O'Shea's Saturday night early to celebrate. It's going to be awesome. Okay. Okay. Yeah, See? that's fine. Okay. All right, guys, this was fun. TTY.